Hi everyone, it's your girl Peyton and your pal Danny. And welcome back to MB Teen. MB Teen is a fun and powerful podcast that encourages teens and tweens to live their best lives. Today, we're moving up with the up and up. Let's get started. Like my sister mentioned, today's episode is all about Raleigh's newest funk sensation, the Up and Up Band. We went to the North Carolina State Fair Thursday, October 17th, and one of the many things we like to do when we go to the fair with my mom is to listen to the local talent that performs. This year, as we walked by, we heard some amazing bass and lead guitar riffs. We grabbed our turkey legs and our corn on the cob and ran to sit and listen to this awesome group of musicians. Their performance was so outstanding that we had to ask if they would be willing to be interviewed for our next episode, and thankfully, they said yes. During their break, they allowed my mom, sister, and I to ask them about their band and life as musicians, and this is what they had to say. (laughs) All right, you got my full attention. Okay, so it is recording now, and I'm going to start. Okay, excellent. So, hi everyone, it's Peyton Patterson, and right now I am with... The band Up and Up, they are from Raleigh, North Carolina, and they are an amazing band, and they are um, here, and would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Hello everybody, this is John, I play guitar and I sing. (laughs) This is Tank Montgomery, and I'm the drummer, percussionist, background vocals. I'm Zach Hargett, I play bass guitar, I'm the best looking in the band. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) Debatable. <laughs> and uh, I'm Evan Bost on keys and a little bit of backup vocals as well. All right. So my question um, for whoever one wants to answer is, how did you meet, and what 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 was it that made you guys want to create a band? Well, the first half of that question, none of these stories are good. <laughs> no, one year. Yeah, Tank and I. So Tank and I, this is John, by the way, Tank and I met, I used to play in another group, another folk band, and uh, we needed a pickup drummer, Tank came through, he played with us at, where was it, Moorhead City, right? And he he killed the gig, and I was like, hey man, what did I say? We got a uh, band we're putting together, and I want you to be my drummer. Uh, Give me about a year, and I'll call you back. He called me back exactly in the Yep. (laughs) And so that's how I met Tank. Evan and I, we met at like, it was a big jam with like Casey Cranford from Big Something and all those cats at the poorhouse, right? Yeah, yeah. Like four, something like that years ago? There used to be a jam every, every Every first Monday of the month, that's called, what it like was. the weekend the, recovery. The weekend jam. recovery jam. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, or the, yeah. So we met at an open jam. Yeah. And then again, like two years later, at another open jam. It's literally the same one, wasn't it? And Zach, how did we meet? Our bands used to play uh, together or something. When I was 19, I was going to UNC. Uh, formed a band called Nine Lives, and then we shared the stage with Val Mojo. Am I my old old <laughs> band? Were you 19? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Where's the time? Well, it might, it might help put it in context. How I'm, now? I'm 29 now. So <laughs> ten, ten, ten years, a decade. Ten years oh, wow. A decade. I'm not telling you guys. A decade just went by me. <laughs> I'm not telling you guys how old I am. John's 30. 31. Actually, 31. you know what? The, the real answer is I'm too old to be acting the way that I do. So let's just go ahead and put that into pure perspective. You're having fun. That's what matters. <laughs> and how did you guys choose, like, the name of your band? So for me, you know, a little, you know, I started this band in 2000 and beginning of 2018, so we're pretty new actually, but like 
life was kind of not working so well for me for a while and things were just not going so great. And it was because my old band kind of like, you know, things happened with that so it wasn't the band anymore. And that and I didn't realize how much of myself I had really truly invested into that and how much a part of me that music really was. So for me, I just felt terrible all the time and I was, didn't know why. And then I started playing music, writing songs again and coming up with band names. And so I came up with a really cool band name called The Main Squeeze. And then, <laughs> seriously, seriously, and then I was like, let's make sure there's no bands that called the Main Squeeze. But no, there was a band called the Main Squeeze playing the same kind of music we do, but a lot better because they're amazing. Uh, so that got mixed. And then I really thought about it and thought about the context and the material that I was writing. And when life kind of shoves your face in the ground, there's only one way to go, and that's luck. And when things are on the up and up, the same, that means things are getting a little bit more. A little bit more awesome. Things are falling into place. Mm -hmm. Perspective is being gained, etc. You know, so that's that's what it was for me. And I try to, you know, I write most of the music for this band. So I tried. What I'm ideally trying to do is, and the name ties into that. If you listen to the lyrics and stuff, I'm ideally trying to homeopathically implant positivity in people's brains. You know, good things in people's brains. Because think about how much terrible things are being said in music, mm -hmm. or just let's let's take it a step back and say how much nothingness is being talked about in music. I'm trying to really change yeah. that. And the way I say it, we're all soldiers right now because music is now being made on a laptop with a guy that pushes play. <laughs> yes. That's cool. The building of the track is cool. But up, <coughs> up past that point, it's a marketed kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? It is a marketed... Commodity. Co commodity, yes. Yeah, and it's not an art anymore. And so the way I see it, everybody that plays an instrument, everybody that sings, everybody that's writing real music on real instruments or really just you know arranging music to the way it's supposed to be, they're all soldiers literally fighting for the future of music. Okay. We are trying to wage a war against fake music <laughs> and keep real music going. I mean, not to sound incredibly whatever, yeah, jaded, yeah. but that's... <laughs> yes. So what's the your favorite song that you guys have written? Yeah. Uh, or that the band... Once in a while. Once in a while. I, I, we all got our different choices, but I like Once in a while. Once in a while, yeah. okay. Uh, John just wrote a new song called Ever Will Be, and we pulled it out today. First time? Like, I, first oh, time. Wow. I think you guys missed it. It was the first song of the second set. I was like, oh, let's play okay. it when there's not a whole lot of people here in case we mess up. <laughs> or really, in case I mess up. So, I wasn't worried about it. So we learned it last night. Straight up. And I just think that it's, uh, there's a lot of positivity radiating out of, radiating out of that song. It's, uh, it's smooth and like the melody, know. yeah, it's got some cool changes in it. Yeah, and yeah, C major sevens. Written that part written by action. Honest to goodness, it's not coming too hard. Yeah, it's not yeah. coming too hard. It's pretty relaxed. What's Evans' favorite though? I love jamming on Contradiction. Right. I was gonna say that too. Contradiction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we, that was our music video single when we first started the band, and we, we got a pretty cool video of us like in the studio with the headphones mm -hmm. on, like recording the track. It was awesome. Uh -huh. For me though, I hate every song I've ever written. No, I'm <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, it's half true. I mean, for every artist, honestly, like... it is half true. But I'm, tr I'm trying to change that mentality for myself. But I don't know. Honestly, my thing is, if I if I sit here and I pick a favorite, then that means I don't write new favorites. Mm -hmm. So I don't I don't realistically have an answer for you. Okay. I, I have I have a love hate relationship with all of them, and the hate part was. Man, this took a long time to write. The love part is, man, this turned out all right. So. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Do you guys have like a method to writing your music, or? No. <laughs> okay. It depends. It could go off of, you might be having a bad day and just write a song. Yeah. You know, so it depends on how you feel too. Or the day of the week, if it's raining, you might not feel, feel like writing a song. 
Write a sad song in the rain. Yeah, the weird thing about songwriting is I think what you just brought up is important. Usually when a song hits you and you've got like the whole kind of you can almost see the thirty thousand foot view of the song, it's usually because something has happened. Yeah, something right. like dramatic has right. happened in your life and mm -hmm. um, you're kind of trying to bounce off of that if it's like a bad thing. Like I remember one time I um, really wanted to work for this certain company and I went through like two interviews and then found out I didn't get the job. Which like, company? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, it's stuff like that. It's hard when you just sit down and say, I'm going to write something right now. Yes. You, like, put too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of bands, like, will have these Lego pieces, like, oh, I wrote this little verse section, I wrote this chorus, or mm -hmm. wrote this, like, instrumental section, and mm -hmm. just kind of put the pieces together. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it's like that piecemeal conglomerate. Like where it just, uh, you know, everybody's bringing something to the table and then, you know, that bounces out. Mm -hmm. um, I think in the songwriting process, sometimes it's like, all right, well, here's a snippet of an idea and maybe that idea will connect to something else mm -hmm. later. So I, I constantly like write little jots in my mm -hmm. phone, little mm -hmm. poems or, Same. you know, like, yep. you know, any, just any like concept or like, oh, this would be a great song title, you know, like even that, like yeah. you, you can go top down, mm -hmm. Straight well, up. you know, start with the big picture and Straight then just, up. you know, be able to, you know, yeah. flush it all out. Yeah. I also... Um, I have a, in my notes, I just have a bunch of song titles and things yep. yeah. I could, like, make up or something. You know like me, that. for me, and that's, I'm so glad I'm not the only one. So, like, if, if, if a stranger found my phone and opened up the notepad, <laughs> they'd be like, this is a crazy person. This means nothing. Like, what is all this crap? Like, it's just, like, little, like, snippets and, like, little song titles. And, like, yeah, it's, you know, the Lego pieces is the thing. Like, for the song we just pumped out yesterday, or today, we just kind of worked on yesterday, I, uh... That was a hardcore Lego song because I actually started writing that song. We were in the uh, in the Caribbean touring, and I started writing that song there. And I didn't finish it there because we were, you know, busy and stuff. Mm -hmm. I tried to finish it here, and I did that whole thing where I'm sitting down and I'm like, I have to write a song, and that was killing me. I put it down, I picked it back up, and it just started kind of flowing out. But for me, you know, it's hard for me to just write songs unless something really yeah. inspires me, good or bad. But the worst, the, uh, this is the worst thing I'm gonna say. When I'm happy in life, it's hard for me. Right song. When I'm dealing with stuff that is difficult, that's when yeah, it just flows. Because you know, for me, I'm not you know I'm a pretty open book for the most part. When it comes, but when it comes to like uh, the way I feel inside, mm -hmm. uh, for me and for a lot of people, it's you know it's difficult to talk about things, especially if it's things that are hurtful, things that are you know sad, things that make you remember things that you don't want to remember. Whatever the case may self -consciousness be, self-consciousness, your self-consciousness, you, the inner you that only you will ever know. For me. I cannot, that inner me cannot speak and make sentences and tell people what's going on. So I write what's bothering me in a song. And hopefully somebody can take that and yeah. use it to their advantage That's and I can help somebody later. That's exactly. how Prince used to do it. Right That's a good thing about being a drummer. He sent the song to me like two weeks ago and my phone crashed. So I never got the song. And we got to practice last night. I'm like, I don't even remember the song started playing and it just fell right in. Uh, speaking of Prince, like, I don't know, it's this little little factoid, but he recorded a, a lot of snippets. He was a snippet mm -hmm. guy. He had his whole house wired, including his bathroom. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, with, wow. with a little button that if you pressed it, it would go and record. So you could keep <laughs> every little tiny, tiny song idea. I, I don't know wow. if the bathroom is the place for that, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, of all places, he was like, I, well, yeah, <laughs> ideas happen in all places. <laughs> So speaking of Prince, do you guys have like other inspirations? Like for instance, when I look at you, I'm like, 
I see Lenny Kravitz. Like, I don't know if you've probably heard that before or something like that. But I'm just like, what other inspirations do you guys have with regards to your music and um, just in general? Prince is my only inspiration. Okay. <laughs> Don't believe me, lying. No, he, like, I mean, he like Boozy Collins and all that. I yes. love Boozy. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, Prince is Prince is a pretty, and I didn't, I don't even realize this until like I sit down and I listen to his music. Yeah. How synonymous a lot of his work was in mm-hmm. the sense of like it's very relatable to what you're doing. Like you're doing this one thing on the keyboard, on the guitar, whatever. Mm-hmm. You listen and you're like, this is something I think is new. It's cool, whatever. And then you listen to a Prince record. He already did it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Prince, to me, was the patron saint of musicians. Right, he was. This is work. Work was very patient. Yeah, but you yeah. know, for me as a guitar player, like Jimi Hendrix, I grew up loving Jimi Hendrix when I was a kid. Like I loved all the '90s bands, like all the Nirvanas and Alice in Chains and Soundgardens. Uh, you know, but a lot of it, a lot of it is like Southern rock too, like the Allman Brothers band, Leonard Skinner, you know, uh, Warren Haynes, Derek Trucks, those are two really huge influences of mine, mm-hmm. you know, uh, stuff like that. You know, we played with the Marcus King band uh, in March, and I was able to talk to Marcus about like blues, and we were able to talk about all the guitar players, so he plays in a straight up Southern rock, country, blues, like the most Nashville band you'll think of. Yeah. I play in a funk rock band. We were able to talk about the same guitar players that we grew up listening to. Mm, you know what wow. I mean? So what you listen to does not necessarily need to be what you are writing. Because right. you can draw all these draw all these lines between the two and connect the dots where you need to. Or where, rather where you would like to. There's no need mm-hmm. in music. It's what you would like to hear. Mm-hmm. What can you incorporate in there yes. that you would like to hear? Yes. I do agree with that like 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, what about y'all though, real quick? I, I kind of oh, yeah. I love talking about guitar players. <laughs> that I like so. A reason I like this funk band called Wolfpack. There's a bass player. Uh, his name's Joe Dart, and as a bass right. player, I idolize that guy. He's, he is good. He puts in some serious work. He okay. digs into a beat like yeah. so, <laughs> so hard, so hard. He's in the pocket. Nice. He's, uh, he's all pockets, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he is nasty. I'm a big Steely Dan guy, personally, and like mm-hmm. anything that kind of fits that. It's rock, but it's got a bunch of jazz influence. Uh, I was big into Weather Report for a while, like Joe Zoll, an old keyboard player, Herbie Hancock, all the head. Oh, yeah, Herbie. That's yeah, a name I, I haven't like heard Herbie, yeah. Huh? I haven't heard that name in a minute, Weather Report. Yeah. They're great, though. Oh, yeah. And Herbie, I, dude, I just saw Herbie when I was in L.A. He's, He's still he's killing it. More than me. <laughs> a, lot of his, a lot of his peers have come and gone. Well, I mean, talk about like maybe like local uh, songwriters, like... Uh, like Nina Simone, like, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, she was a, a powerhouse of music mm-hmm. too, and mm-hmm. just an altogether great person who wrote some killer songs. Yeah. Like, and her poetry is just sublime. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Mm-hmm. So so intense. So eloquent. Well, I listen to a lot of different people. Um, Larry Graham, one of my favorites. Um, Graham Larry Central, Graham. Larry Graham. Larry Graham. Graham. Central, Central Station. Uh, I like Led Zeppelin as well. Um, you like the hair, that's why you like it. <laughs> they're, all, they're all long hairs. It was, it was right there on the cover. Right? <laughs> almost shoulder length. He's almost shoulder length. Yeah, so there's just a couple different bands. Earth, Wind & Fire, Cameo. I can go on for days. Okay. Uh, my father was a professional musician too, so he like played with a lot of greats. Cameo, Earth, Wind & Fire, a lot of the OJ, a lot of different groups. So nice. He the one that started me with the music when I was about three, four years old. Okay. I've been rolling there since. I'm a funk guy. I play any type of music, but I'm a funk guy when it comes down. Okay, nice. Um, that's the last one. Uh, two more. Okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, so 
Where do you see the band going next? And how do you know you will be successful? Straight to the trash, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's, you know, what I, I, okay, so the way I can answer this I can't give you a real answer, I can only give you an answer from my perspective. Because I know, like, the inner workings of what I'm doing, you know, as far as what I'm booking, what I'm writing, how much time I'm putting into it, how much mm -hmm. of myself I'm pouring into it. So, if you ask me based on that, I'd say straight to the moon. But, in the realistic sense, you know, every band that is somewhere, it's not a, it's not a random chance or happening. Most of them have worked very, very hard to get where they are. All of them. No cakewalk. Yeah, it's not a cakewalk. And honestly, to, to be 100% honest, I was just talking to my, I took an Uber here today. I was talking to my Uber driver about this on the way here. Being a musician is super, super, super hard. It's super difficult. It's like feast or famine. For me, I'm speaking for me anyway. You know, I either have a whole bunch of money or I have no money. My fridge is always either stocked or it's empty. You know what I mean? So with that being said, it's like, you know, Things are going to come in waves. There's a busy season, there's a slow season. Right now we're approaching the end of the busy season, the slow season being into March, April, May. But you know, I'll say this. With music, with anything else, as much as you put into it, that's what you're going to get out of it. If you just sit around, you kick your feet up, you wait for somebody else to do that work for you, yeah. it's never going to happen. It is never, ever, ever going to happen. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. and that's with life, too. 100% with yeah. life, you know? Think about, think about when you were... Okay, how old are you? 13. Awesome, perfect. So you're to the age where you start with these group projects in school, right? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been in a position where you're the one doing all the work for that group project and you got the other guy being like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Daniel knows, <laughs> yeah. Daniel knows and there's that other guy like, hey, bro, we're getting an A, right? That's good. <laughs> Don't be that guy, because that guy, nobody wants to be that guy's friend. He doesn't help you. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy's friend. If you were that guy, Daniel, I wouldn't be your friend. <laughs> Thank you for being my friend and not being that guy. But you know, it's it's really easy to just get lost and having a good time and enjoying what you're doing. And you know, sometimes you do have to think like, you know, I might be up here doing this thing that I think is awesome that other people think is awesome, but I, I, I'm at work right now. And if you think about it, like it is your job, like it is your career, that's what it's gonna be. Like the movie 300, there's that one scene where you have like the other army that came and he's like, the guy's like, hey, we've come to help you, Spartans. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, well, how, how many how many soldiers did you bring? He said, I brought 1,000 soldiers, whatever the number was. He was like, no, 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 no. He points to the one guy, he says, you, what's your occupation? He says, I'm a blacksmith. What's your occupation? I'm a school teacher. What's your occupation? I'm a house builder. He says, interesting. Spartans, what's your occupation? They all go, oh, soldier. <laughs> and there's 300 of them. Mm -hmm. And he looks at him and he says, see, I brought more soldiers with me than you did. That's what it is. It doesn't matter if you have a day job. If you always think of yourself as everything else is your side hustle and this is your main gig, that's when things start happening for you. Yes. That's when you start taking it seriously once your money's on the line. Yeah, that's my main thing. Yeah. Full-time position. Like, when I say full-time, full-time. On clock ain't nowhere. This is what I do. You know, and we all have our side hustles, you know, we're all music teachers, etc., whatever yeah, else. Yeah, we all know. teach music at school and stuff like that. E Evan and his family own a really awesome construction and home design company, like, you know. Mm -hmm. So, we all have our things, but at the end of the day, we all know we're soldiers. Like, and that's so funny, because I was just talking about how we were soldiers earlier, wasn't I? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, my last question is, and I'm sure everyone listening wants to know, um, where can people find your music, and where... What is your social media? Uh -huh. So our social media, we've got Facebook and Instagram. Facebook is facebook.com slash theupandupnc for North Carolina. Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram is 
the up and up music MC for North Carolina. Uh, as far as you can find some of our music on YouTube, a couple live videos. We've got a studio release of our single contradiction that's on Facebook right now. Mm -hmm. We are currently about to start recording the album, so hopefully we'll have about nine, ten songs for you soon. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and then we have an upcoming show on Halloween. We do that I forgot to mention the whole time we were up there playing. Lord have mercy. Yeah, we're playing in Raleigh on, on in the at the poorhouse in uh, on Halloween. Alright. With Africa Unplugged and our really good friends band Hustle mm -hmm. Souls. Actually, oh wow, dude, all the guys in the both of those bands are our really good friends. That's yep. awesome. <laughs> All right, it's going to be a fun Halloween. <laughs>